as we women start to self-initiate as the beautiful divine sovereign woman that we are it is so important for us to really understand the difference between courage and recklessness and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today on this fourth episode of the sovereign woman movement show satnam and welcome to the sovereign woman movement show where it is our mission to awaken the women of the world spiritually by empowering them with the holistic tools that they need to heal a body mind and spirit and to bring in an enlightened society as this old one crumbles satnam and god morning how are you grace if you're watching me here live on instagram welcome and thank you so much for being here and if you're catching the replay this is episode four of the sovereign one movement show podcast thank you all so much for tuning in so this entire week we have been discussing self-initiation of the sovereign woman because no one can initiate you into sovereignty only you can initiate yourself and this is something that's very important for us to understand as i've been explaining this week from moving from this age of pisces where we basically looked for the answers outside of us we looked for a guru we looked for a leader in the religion we looked for a church something outside of us to give us this inner peace to sovereignty it is so important for us to realize that the only one that can initiate you into sovereignty into wholeness into understanding how amazing you already are is you and today specifically we're going to be discussing the difference between courage and recklessness and i really when i was in meditation and my sudden i really uh, was it made aware to me that it's important for us to discuss this subject matter because as we continue to tell her story because this is definitely a time where the divine feminine is awakening in all of us and women specifically because there's divine feminine and masculinity in, in all of us but women specifically are activating this divine femininity within them they're also activating and balancing hopefully the masculinity so that they come they could come into wholeness as the leaders of the transition team of this new consciousness that we're all moving into and it's not going to be overnight based on the cosmos of course there are going to be some serious uh, catapultic or uh, changes that are going to take us into a whole new uh, consciousness and how we live and i know for a fact that by the end of this year this whole entire world will be unrecognizable we're still waiting for this really big event to happen on December 21st which I'll be talking more about as we move into my podcast series and as we go live here on Instagram there's a big Saturn Jupiter conjunction with Aquarius that's happening on the winter solstice that last time that happened was in the 1600s and this is truly a lot of the astrologers that I study and the astrology really starts to mark the the beginning of these this new age of consciousness this age of aquarius which is why we as women are stepping up into our power and it's so important for us to understand today the difference between courage and recklessness so that we don't make the same mistakes you know you hear the term history repeats itself well history is not going to repeat itself because we're now creating her story and so it's so important for us to really understand what this means so that when we do so that as we are moving into our satnam which is what i call your highest identity your highest consciousness so that we're not repeating these lessons that were very painful in the age of pisces 
So we'll talk a little bit first about courage and then we'll talk about recklessness because it's for pretty fun to become aware of how that actually shows up in our lives. And first and foremost, let's let's discuss a little bit about what courage, what it really is and what it isn't. And when we're talking about courage, obviously one of the biggest things that we need courage for is to break cycles. And that has a lot to do with learning how to respond with love wherever you are being shown fear. And if you look at the world right now, I think you would agree that it feels like we're living in a huge mental institution. And the reason that is, is because in the age of Aquarius, the masks come off. The subconscious mind is so programmed that the people that have basically not done the inner healing work they're so uh, controlled by the uncontrolled mind that what happens is that their persona shows up and you're seeing this in a world where people really don't care and they just act upon hate and 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 violence and and this illusion of continued separation you know you're not like me or you're this and that all of those are basically their their characteristics of this age of Aquarius. And so it is becoming more difficult for someone who is on this path of self-realization, of course, and challenging to respond to love wherever fear starts to arise. And that is one of the things that we as, as women, especially, it requires courage. It requires you to be in your truth to be able to understand that if fear is shown to you, if your brothers or sisters come at you with some kind of violence or hate, that the only way that you can stop creating karma or in essence repeating these lessons, which is what we talked about in my last episode and um, a couple of days ago where we talked about karma and dharma, that in essence you would have to learn to respond differently. And there's never a, a, a reason to respond with the same medicine that that person gave you unless it's love or unless you want to continue to create more karma. So it takes a lot of knowing who you are, the S with the capital S, to be able to obviously have the courage to break cycles. And if you're listening to this episode of this podcast or if you're watching here live on Instagram, then obviously you are some kind of badass because most women that listen to this type of, of subject matter, I do believe and know that their ancestors actually pick them to be able to break these cycles, to be able to respond differently so that their lineage, you know, their children, their daughters, in essence, don't respond or don't have to inherit all of these traumatic experiences that we, in fact, have just not been able to, to process and that we've been throwing under the rug, just pretending like it's not there. And that leads us to the second part of being courageous. The second part of being courageous has to do with vulnerability. And Lizzie's crying already over here. She's crying because sometimes it feels like it's more difficult to stay in love than to stay in fear, probably. And I get it. I totally get it, which is why the next part of courage is probably one of the most difficult ones, which is have being vulnerable. Being vulnerable, a lot of people see that as something weak. But in essence, when you're vulnerable, what that means is that you have the courage to live with an open heart, that you have the courage to truly be who you are, that you have the courage to not hide behind a facade and not hide behind your pain. Because truly the reason why we're not vulnerable, I mean, if you think about it, 
if you've gone through any type of traumatic experience, you, you're protecting yourself, right? Your subconscious mind is running the show 85% of the day, right? And, and the reason that it does that, it's because it's running out of, uh, on programs. And those programs, we, we tend to remember all these bad experiences in our life, but we don't remember all the amazing experiences. It's like we hold on to the stories of you know pain and of where we've been victimized and that causes energetically for us to actually block our our energy in our body which then causes us to build these barriers and these the subconscious not allowing us to truly be vulnerable and this is really dangerous as it relates to relationships especially romantic relationships because as women you know we there's a toxic uh, femininity as well that that really and we'll talk about that in recklessness that really has this like hate mentality against the male species and i I know you have heard me say many times you know the patriarchy and the patriarchy but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to hate upon men that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to think they're less than or that all of them are bad because that's in fact reckless and the real reason why you are not able to be vulnerable is because you haven't done your own inner healing work to understand that nothing is happening to you and everything's happening for you. So vulnerability is a direct pathway to courage. And it's so amazing as people become more and more vulnerable with their lives, how they impact other people, because we want to know the truth, right? We want to know all the things that we go through in life, not just try to pretend on social media that our lives are perfect and that nothing you know, no challenges ever arise. That really isn't the mark of a sovereign woman. The mark of a sovereign woman is vulnerable and carries her her heart on her shoulder and is not afraid to be hurt because she understands the laws of karma. And she also understands that if she clears up her karma and creates dharma by responding with love, then there's nothing to be afraid of. And that vulnerability actually becomes her superpower. And that is exactly what we're working toward here. And then the other aspect of being courageous is, of course, being able to balance out both your divine femininity and your masculinity. They both exist in us. So some women are only in their femininity where they're the nurturer. They are basically in their heart a lot, right, which is fantastic and it's beautiful. But we also need to learn to activate the masculinity within us. We need to be able to also be leaders, whether that's in your community, in your business, or at home. We need to realize that the mind actually has a lot of power because that's really what the masculinity is. And the mind, if trained and if used wisely, right, I mean, you become the wise watcher, then it can be part of your existence. It can be balanced out so that you're able to truly be in a state of neutrality and you're able to activate yourself, self-initiate yourself into this world in it, but not of it. And Gracie has a question, vulnerability versus codependency. That's a really good question. Vulnerability versus codependency, two different, uh, two different energies, two different frequencies, because vulnerability has more to do with knowing who you are and sharing of who you are 
without caring or without worrying about what other people think of you versus codependency is you relying on someone else to complete you, to make you whole. You realize it could be your children. It could be your romantic relationship. It could be anything. It could be something that you're codependent on as it relates to life, right? Even, even uh, anything that becomes dogmatic, right? And so vulnerability is more about just being so sure of who you are that you show up as yourself every single day versus codependency is where you actually rely on someone else to actually complete you and to make you whole and you're not seeing yourself as whole. Someone who is vulnerable sees themselves as whole and complete, and that's why they're able to be vulnerable in this world. But that was a really, really good question, Grace. Thank you for asking that. And good morning, Janet. Thank you so much for being here as well. And so courage. Well, courage. What else do we need to know about courage? Courage, well, courage is when you serve and you become the hope of the hopeless. Courage is when you become the shelter of the shelterless, and you give those who do not deserve and you come through where it is impossible. It is not what you can do or what you cannot do. It is a clarity of the mind through which your spirit comes through, your soul comes through and delivers you to that state of mind. That's what Jogi Bhajan said, the tantric master who brought Kundalini Yoga from the East to the West. So as you can see, courage is about serving and bringing hope to the hopeless and understanding that you're serving a higher consciousness. You know, a lot of the times we become very weak and we become cowardly because we don't realize that we're serving an ideal. We're serving even in our business. You know, I say this all the time in our Aquarius leadership uh, trainings inside of Satori Wellness and Spirituality. You are not your business. You are serving the ideal of your business and your business actually has its own personality, right? And you show up every day serving the idea or the ideal of that business. And so what happens is that if something happens in the business or somebody says something about the business, you don't take it personal because you know you are not the business. And most people get so caught up in roles and deciding that this is who they are to magnify their ego, that they're not able to truly be courageous as it relates to creating their dharma, whether that's business, whether that's a relationship, right? They're not understanding because they don't know how to serve themselves. And this is why, and we'll talk about recklessness next and exactly why we don't do this. But when you don't serve yourself to its highest possibility, when you don't self-love, when you don't treat yourself as the priority, and this is a big problem for women, we put other people first, we put our children first, no one is more important than you. And I don't care who says that their children are more important than them. That's not a very healthy way to live your life. If you think that your children are more important than you, then that's like you trying to put the oxygen mask on them first when a plane is in trouble and then you passing out because you didn't put the oxygen mask on first. And that is not, that's usually a way of we bypass our own healing and we pretend, you know, that we're doing all this for all these other people, yet not realizing that what we're really doing is we're running away from ourselves. And so it really, courage is really about learning how to serve your highest consciousness, serve your dharma, serve your purpose while you're here and doing it without any and doing it without any attachments, right? Doing it without feelings like you, someone owes you something 
or that basically you need a specific outcome in order to be happy. That is not courage. That in fact is cowardness. That's something that really puts us in back into our egoic mind. And so let's talk a little bit about recklessness because uh, I wish I told you that I don't have any experience <laughs> with recklessness, but the reason I'm sharing these things with you all is not only through self-experience, but also with the women that I coach and mentor and I help, you know, we, we're all different, but at the same time as women, we go through so many of the same challenges and the same issues. And one of the things about recklessness that you have to be really, uh, really sure of who you are because you cannot, you cannot feel ashamed about anything that you've done or anything that you're doing. That's one of the things that Lizzie knows about this very well. And that's why she's laughing. You have to, you know, yesterday, as I was sharing with you all, uh, I shared with you a, a moment where I, I basically was able to tell my parents that I, I, I had no guilt or shame about my past. And they were like shocked. <laughs> and in essence, it's the truth, though. Like, I really, really have no guilt or shame about anything that has happened. And that was really what led me to my own healing journey. So when I'm talking about recklessness, this is not something for you to feel triggered. In fact, this is something to bring awareness to you as you now are moving into this new journey, especially if you're joining us here live and on my podcast, you know, we are self-initiating. We are taking our sovereignty back before 2020 is over because 2020 is all about clarity. And those people that are not ready to receive the messages, it's like I always say, don't shoot the messenger. It's in essence learning how not to let the ego now make you feel bad about this. So let's talk a little bit about recklessness and see if this relates to you. So first and foremost, I think you've heard me say before that between the ages of zero to seven years old, your brain is in a stage of theta. So a theta stage is in a state of basically hypnosis. So everything that is happening in your life, it becomes an imprint. It's like a sponge that's just absorbing everything, right? And so these become programs in your mind. And as we know now, emotional trauma, emotional traumatic experiences actually start to deteriorate the brain even at that very young age. And that's why when we scan the, the brain in 10 year olds or 13 year olds, whether they've gone through physical abuse or emotional brains look like that of a 90 year old. So even if from the outside people look healthy, within is really where the real battle is. And this is where we have to be really compassionate for people and not feel sorry and compassionate for yourself. Because if you're rewiring and reprogramming and you're self-initiating, you have to think about all those years that you're rewiring and reprogramming, right? It's not just an overnight thing, right? But it really is worth it because what happens is that during those zero to seven years as we're being programmed, we go through experiences and many people go through some kind of experience where they've had maybe uh, wounds with their mother, maybe their mother, not intentionally or intentionally, was just not there for them. She couldn't, uh, maybe she wasn't there physically, she wasn't there financially, she wasn't there spiritually, Maybe she was there physically, but she was completely checked out or was going through her own issues and, and, and drama and her own emotional uh, karma. Whatever the case may be, what starts to happen is that as we become programmed with these programs, one of the things that I see very common, especially in women, is that we start to seek validation from others. We start to seek validation from our work. We start to seek validation from anything that we do just so that we could feel loved and not abandoned. And what we have to really understand is that not 
I'm not knowing, not realizing that when we do not know who we are and we take action upon in our life in order to be validated for by someone else, that is a really reckless way to live. It is a, a direct pathway to insanity, direct pathway for your nervous system to crash and a direct pathway for you to never take your sovereignty back. And for a long time, I know that that's exactly how I operated. It wasn't until I actually started to do the serious SWC work where I specifically focused on healing the inner child wounds, because really what I'm talking about here is that if you're someone that has not done the inner work to heal the inner child wounds, not only do they get passed down to your children, but then you start to live a really reckless life. You start to seek validation in relationships. You start to seek validation in how many likes you get or how many people actually, you know, comment on your stuff, you start to seek validation for the things that are not even real, the things that are an illusion. And the reason we do that is because our inner child is completely acting out, you know, our inner child is within us and never leaves us. I did an entire video on the inner child that you guys can catch on IGTV. And every time we don't honor ourselves as women, every time that we go against our own emotional foundation, our belief systems, then that in itself is when you are actually shutting down the inner child. And then that inner child goes and throws a tantrum, literally throws a tantrum in programming you or putting you in a situation or an experience where you're reenacting that wound as a child. So recklessness has a lot, a lot to do uh, with the fact that we ourselves have not healed our own inner child, haven't healed our own programming, haven't rewired ourselves. Because as I mentioned earlier, once you know, once you've rewired yourself, that means reprogram the mind. But also what I'm relating to as it relates to the SWC method scientifically, for those that don't under, don't really understand what that means as it relates to rewiring the mind, then what I'm talking about is that you have a system you have an energy system that you're integrating every day not just when you feel like it or when things go wrong but every day you're integrating to basically stabilize the nervous system that's really what i'm talking about we learn more in one day today than our ancestors learned in their entire lifetime back in the late 1800s and 1900s the amount of information that we are consuming Literally, if we are not learning how to process it, becomes stuck in our body, and then even worse, it crashes our nervous system. And then our hardware, which is our brain, actually starts to deteriorate, which starts to cause a lot of different problems in the body. Our glandular system stops functioning correctly. You know, our nervous system starts to secrete in a way that our, the chemicals are not good for our body. So scientifically, what I'm talking about is learning how to stabilize your nervous system enough so that you're not reacting to life. And, and you are instead responding to life because life is life. And a lot of people may go through similar experiences, but it's always your state of consciousness and how you're going to respond to that. And we truly are being reckless when we don't take self-responsibility for our own emotional foundation. We truly are being reckless with life when we don't learn to control the mind and we allow uh, the mind to control us, which then makes us the slave of the mind. And then we go out into this world and we don't respond, we react. And then what happens when we react to the things that are happening around us? We create more karma. We create more experiences, just like the last one and the last one and the last one. And then we wonder, why are these things happening to me in my life? You know, we start to take that victim mentality again, not realizing that the recklessness starts with us, right? And not being able to 
process those emotions, not being able to take that inner journey to be able to control and stabilize the nervous system. So we, as we rebirth, you know, into this new consciousness of women is so important. It is so important that as we become this transition team of Pachamama, that we focus on the most important thing, which is emotional intelligence. And that's exactly what I call the inner work, the SWC method, because meditation is when you see in yourself where that short circuit is, and then you go in and you repair it. Meditation is nothing Eastern, nothing Western. It's not religious. It's non-religious. It's, it is just basically a science of energy, specifically the SWC method, in which it's a technology in which you upgrade your brain, your processing system, in which you repair your mental fuse and you stabilize yourself. That's what the inner work is. A woman with meditation is basically stabilized and has stabilized behavior and environments. And she has gears that she can go into the top, bottom, reverse, whenever she likes. So understanding that is important because we can control our environments based on what is going on within. You are able to basically stabilize the behavior so you're not reckless and you're not acting upon the inner child because that's really what we're acting upon when we're reckless it's 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 basically this 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 unheard unloved um, uh, this aspect of ourself that is is painful right and and this could be your biggest enemy to the psyche to especially as it relates to women because when we don't address this aspect of ourselves it basically follows us on forever in our relationships in our business and everything that we do it's not just where you know it only shows up in one area in your life in prosperity in all of the different areas it shows up in one way or another so it's very important to have the courage to go back to those places where you feel like you've been hurt you know, there's a very, really powerful uh, meditation that I practice every single day. It's a Kundalini meditation for the inner child. And I know I've shared with you all that I feel, in my life, I really feel that I've healed so much ancestral karma, so many inner child wounds. I feel incredibly grateful every day when I wake up. Things are lining up in the way that I couldn't even imagine. And it all had to do with all of this inner work that I intentionally put in. And this meditation for me has become so sacred that I practice it every single day. And it's so amazing because there are some days where my inner child is very happy and I'm able to commune with her and go back. And there were some days, you know, where it was incredibly painful and I had to sit through some experiences that I didn't even realize my subconscious mind was blocking. I mean, I was able to go back to being three years old and, and being three years old and realizing where the first pains of abandonment started to happen. Because when I was a young child, my mom would actually leave me. She would come, she was already here in the United States, but she would leave me with my grandma for months and months as she, and she would come work out here. And I was able to, in my meditation, go back. I didn't even remember that. I could never tell you about this, but in my own inner work, I was able to go back to being three years old and go back to those moments. And I was able to talk to myself as a three-year-old self and, and comfort myself. And even though it wasn't that my grandma was evil or she was horrible, she was not like a super uh, divine feminine grandma. She was, she was definitely in her masculinity because of all the things that happened to her in her life. But I don't, I don't see that as negative. I feel like that rubbed off on me and which I am grateful for, right? But it wasn't even that. It was more of the fact that I just missed my mom a lot. And, and going back there, you know, you would think 
people would stay mad at their mom or be like, why did you leave me? But instead I was able to see that my mom was just doing the best she could and that she was doing the best she could for herself or me. And that even though I knew deep down in my heart, that was the case that it was still like me needing to go back and talk to my three-year-old self. And I missed her a lot and to just tell her, you know, everything's fine and she's coming back and she's here. And that in itself was such a, a shift in my life. It causes me almost um, causes me to become really emotional because it's when I really felt that I was able to really understand my mom a lot more and have a lot more compassion. And that is exactly what took me to stop being so reckless about everything, you know, to stop being so reactive to life and to really figure out and, and accept and surrender to how perfect actually it all had been. So it still makes me really emotional to think about it. And, and what makes me emotional the most is just remembering myself as that three-year-old self, you know, how, how um, vulnerable I was and how innocent and how excited I was about life and how, how that in itself is what we don't want to die within us. And that's why we're doing these self-initiation self -initiation podcast episodes and going live here on Instagram, because it is so important for us to just be able to honor ourselves in all aspects of our life, to be able to go through those moments that perhaps were really, really painful, and to be able to find your own comfort in who you are and comfort yourself, not realizing that you don't need anybody outside of you to bring that to you. And that's where we can go from recklessness to moving into courage. And then it takes courage to be alive today. And the reason it takes courage to be alive today is because we have so much information, we're self-realizing. And if we're not integrating it, then we're not realizing how beautiful this entire world is all about. So if you wanna learn more about this inner work, this SWC work that has helped me tremendously and taking my own sovereignty back, healing deep inner child wounds, healing the relationship with my mother, with my husband, healing the relationship with myself. That's the number one thing that healed in order for everything else to heal. And you can check out the link in my bio if you're on Instagram, or you can click on the link below here in my description on my podcast replay. In this uh, training, I actually share with you my journey. I share with you the mistakes to avoid on your own holistic self-initiation healing journey, and also a clear path to get you moving and understanding what the SWC method is all about. So you yourself can take your sovereignty back and so that you can self-initiate into the amazing, beautiful goddess that you already are. We can all be courageous and it takes a lot of courage to not be reckless. And this is a time for all women to do that and to learn to honor themselves in all aspects of their life. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for wa uh, watching live here on Instagram and also for watching the replay or listening to the replay on my podcast that's launching now. Four new episodes coming up here on the new moon and Sunday. So if you're catching this for the first time on the replay on the podcast, thank you for subscribing and thank you for being part of this community as we continue to grow and expand and really move Pachamama Mother Earth into a whole new age of consciousness where women love themselves fully and they're able to love each other. And tomorrow we're going to be back. And thank you, Gary, for being here. Lizzie, thank you for your comments, your hearts. Janet, Gracie, love you all so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of this community. I, I admire and appreciate you all very, very much. And tomorrow we're going to be back. We're going to summarize everything that we've talked about this week. And I'm going to have the amazing, gorgeous, courageous, not reckless, Lizzie here with me tomorrow at 10 a.m. Master Counter Time. And I'm going to ask her a lot of questions about what she thinks about courage, 
recklessness, healing the inner child, healing the inner child and also self-initiating as a sovereign woman that we all are. So I'll catch you all tomorrow, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sovereign Woman Movement Show podcast episode. Let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually, where I share with you my exact three-step framework, the SWC method on how to take your sovereignty back. So click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you. Also, follow me on Instagram at Veronica Bear again, I am, and also in our community page at Sovereign Woman Movement. I look forward in connecting with you there. Satnam.